get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, bonga fish, angari. Glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to be here. We give you praise. We thank you for this gathering. Unto the Lord shall the gathering of his people be. Thank you for this one. Thank you, Lord, because this is life transforming. Thank you, Lord, for the entrance of your word that gives light. Thank you. Because you locate every one of us in this place specially. You will minister to us. You will grant us a special encounter with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, as your servant, I yield myself completely. That you may have your way in our midst. That all that you want to communicate, you may do it excellently. And all that you want to bless in this place you will do so in the name of jesus and nobody's blessing we are looting in jesus mighty name glory to god have you welcomed someone this evening all right let's do so just go around and welcome someone to service say it's nice to see you how was your day Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. Jesus said, as long as I am in the word, I am the light of the word. As long as I am in the word. He says, as long as I'm here, I am the light of the word. That's what Jesus said. So the moment he checked out, who's the light of the word? Me. Why? He says, ye are lights. So he left and let light. So this world, though covered with darkness, but he has left us here. And so the world are supposed to look at you today and say, what manner of man is this man? Because of your life, your supernatural life. They should look at you and say, what manner? They should be singing that song for you. But some people don't know it. They think Christianity is a religion. Let me show you something. You know on Sunday we're discussing the power of sin, right? Okay, let's see if we can go in that direction a little bit. But I just want to pour out my heart from the scriptures to you. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, it's striking that it says, Behold, all things are become new. I thought he already said, All things are passed away. So you should just say, Therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away, all things are become new. Because if all things are passed away, that means automatically the things we have now are new. But it says, All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It says, Behold. The word behold there is the word that means see. See. The reason is because i told you that on sunday the reason is because if you do not see you will not walk in it first of all if you don't see what god has done for you or given to you or made you you will not believe it and if you don't believe it you cannot walk in it or leave it or enjoy it if you ever want to become great beyond the ordinary in this kingdom you must learn to see first you must see some people don't understand the power of sin. Of course, I already laid the foundation telling you what I mean by sin. I don't mean sin with your spiritual eyes. I already explained that. We're talking about sin with your mind's eyes. And that will be the eyes of faith. Just like Abraham did. 
you learn to see with your eyes your mind's eyes what you see is what you believe what you believe is what you take possession of now not what you see with your physical eyes that's problem you cannot see say what you see with your physical eyes you must see to become great if you don't see your greatness you cannot have it listen i'm talking about the you know i told you the natural things the natural process of things are different for instance you are you are an intelligent student so you wrote jam and you did well and so you wrote the post me 2 and you did well and <laughs> like they were saying the word luckily for you nobody removed your name when your name came out in that school and so you find yourself here so you say i didn't see that all right those are natural things those are not greatness they are not real greatness and they don't even determine your greatness some people don't know that being in school does not mean you're going to be great <laughs> otherwise why is everybody not great okay they don't but then when you want to go beyond the norm listen have you ever thought about it those who are up there do they have two eggs have you ever that's the way i think is it that God has made some people specially to rule others? If you say yes. Ah. So, you that you are a child of God, are you one of those that should be ruled? Well, if that's true, that some people have been placed up there to rule others, and of course it is. So, who are those that will rule who? Because you, you see, those who are not even children of God are up there. And these are things that a lot of a lot of answers if I begin to talk about it. For instance, there are those that God has chosen, although they are not going to end up in heaven, they are going to go to hell. But God has God has chosen them just to fulfill some roles in this world. God chose them. They would never give their heart to Christ. God didn't choose them for that. He just chose them to fulfill some role. For instance, the president, the president of a nation was already determined by God. But that does not mean he's going to go to heaven. He may end up in hell. But it's part of God's choice. You see, all these things God has planned them. For instance, um, he may have somebody who is a scientist. A good one. Very intelligent. God gave him that brains. So that he can discover things for the comfort of humanity. Comfort of human beings. Some people don't realize it's God who, who does things like that. He'll give that guy an extra brains some intelligent minds so that he can discover things to make us all comfortable why because god's kids are part of these people you understand we are god's kids needs to be comfortable too and mind you god loves human beings so there are those that will still give their heart to christ that are still there right now but they need to be comfortable before the gospel gets to them those ones that discover the medicine that people use before they give their heart to christ and stop using the medicine and then God serious, strong in their faith work. Who do you think gave those ideas to those folks? God! That's God's love. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. Not the, the world of plants or animals or the world of hills and mountains, oceans and seas. He's talking about the world of human beings. For God so loved the world of human beings. He still does today. He still loves human beings. So he made things, he will put things in place. For everybody to enjoy and to live the good life but mind you there are those that he has chosen to make these things happen he chose them he gave this one extra brain as this one was born with another brain so that the guy can be working very hard to discover new software so that when apostle victor peters come on the scene and he begins to take the gospel around the world this software can help him you understand oh glory to god <laughs> mm -hmm. we'll take the word i'm telling you the whole world will take this message to everywhere everywhere glory to god okay so those are natural things by the way but you as a child of god you were born with the seed of greatness because you were born just like your father god is a great god and no lion will give birth to a cat 
not know. I mean, they may look alike. Cats and lions may look alike. But there's a difference. No lion would give birth to a cat. No dog would give birth to a goat. There is a difference. So no God. I mean, I shouldn't say no God. Our God will never give birth to the one that will be small in life. When you were born again, the day God gave birth to you is the day the seed of greatness was planted in your spirit. You were born to be great. Listen, don't settle for the average life. There is no such thing as average. You may start from there. Don't settle there. Don't plan to end there. Listen, it's not a good place to be. I'm telling you. It's a way to keep yourself disadvantaged. I mean, the rich are the ones who have See, the poor has no life. You may feel you may feel offended by this because you expect me to to sympathize with you because of your position. I wouldn't, sorry. I want to follow the word. To be small is to be disadvantaged. Somebody say, Well, fingers are not equal. Yes, fingers are not equal. We may not all be at the same position in greatness, but we should all be great. And so when God made you, the seed of greatness is on the inside. You were born that way. When he recreated you, the day you were born again, you were born with the seed of greatness. Now you decide whether you want to grow it and become that person that God has planned for you or you don't want to. Now listen, there are several things that are, that are in this world that are expected to fight your greatness. There are several of them. So you should get ready for them. But you know that you should learn to fight too. There are a lot of things. Some of them may just be circumstances. For instance, you find yourself in a home where there is no money, enough money. You have a lot of dreams, but no enough money. You wish you could do this or do that. Oh, one day, I believe, I, was, I, was, I saw a, 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 a news about a, a, young, a young man who used his hand to craft some things and this looked like a like a picture of a country because with his hand he was able to build skyscrapers build a lot of beautiful things and you look down those things you think you're looking at the country because this was creativity but the guy is a nigerian he used probably cartons and uh, clay and you know if only the daddy now he said where was he doing all this in their house their poor house outside the house you see his house there's a poor house if only he had the money somebody had the money to help him just push him abroad you know where they welcome him and help him you know this kind of thing send him there pour money into his life the guy would have been really really great you know what i'm talking about but no enough money that's why many people with their dreams have ended up in the cemetery with all their dreams dreams are gone they have said that where you have harvest and harvest of talents is in the cemetery many people went there with all those dreams for some reason no money to help for some others as they, are, as they just start shining, the moment they start from the kid, there are some wicked folks that are already seen, noting that guy, the way he's going, say the way this guy is going, he seems to be very intelligent, ah, the way he's going, the way he's going. And so they step in, into the matter, somebody say, that's not real, okay. Say, it's your video, all right. Steady <laughs> and be deceiving yourself. It's real, dummy. It's real. There are wicked people today, not just on video. There are those that are possessed by the devil just to destroy others. Their minds are twisted. Don't be carried away. Listen, we talk about the message of faith. I preach that here a lot. But I love once in a while to bring your attention to this. You get carried away completely and you don't deal with what you need to deal with. You will be sorry. 
Because it depends on the background you came from. If your great 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 grandpa was a Juju worshipper, and then you know the lineage, then your third grandpa became a Christian. Your grandpa, Christian. The one right after that, Christian. Your daddy, a Christian. Think about that. And then you are a Christian. You may not be able to trace this thing. You just think, well, so they say something is worrying you. Something is like, no, 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 no. I, I'm a new creation. I, I, I reject that in Jesus' name. Okay. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, so I, I just want to let you know that that's real. That's real. Otherwise, God will be making a mistake to uh, inspire and establish ministries that deal with things like that. Hope you know there are ministries on earth today that they, they deal only with things like that. They, uh, they may call themselves deliverance ministry, but they deal with only things like And it's God who called them. Because God knows more than you. He's wise. Okay, but all these things must be balanced. So you don't push it to the extreme one way, and any small thing you think is a wizard or a witch and you push it to the extreme this way and you say there is no witch there is no wizard there is no uh you may suffer and suffer before you know it the people you are following they are shining but you are not shining you're not wondering what is happening there's something you need to deal with in your life by the way so the greatness the seed of greatness is in every one of us the one that can stop you is you. The only, according to the Bible, according to the word of God, the only one that can stop you is you. The devil cannot stop you. Your parents cannot stop you. Your fellow human beings cannot stop you. God cannot stop you. And I'm serious. He can. He said, why? Because he will not. God does not break his word. Nothing can stop your greatness. The only one that can stop your greatness is that guy that you see on the other side of the mirror when you look in. That's the only one that can stop your greatness. And it begins first with your determination. You're determined that's after you've seen because you know I told you you have to see it first. Do you want to be great? Do you want to just be uh, uh, somebody say I don't want don't trouble me so much. If I can just work in the bank, it's enough. At least work in the bank. Maybe GTB, Zenith, uh, which other one? Diamond, First Bank. <laughs> okay, if I can just work there, I mean because they think. That I mean, you know, some of them envy those people when they come into that bank and they see the cashiers with their suits and uh, the customer care with their suits, and the guy is looking lighter because he's under some lights and um, the AC. He's not going to sleep there that night, mind you. <laughs> That's not his room. And then, you know, you go, come in there and then you feel so, so like, oh God, I just wish I were the one on that seat. <laughs> you see your light. Go find out how many bankers ended up poor. And you make the mistake unconsciously thinking that that guy behind that desk is the owner of the money in that bank. Brother, he's only a poor man sitting over other people's money. He's counting the money. Nothing must miss. Nothing must get missing. If anyone, he knows he's going to pay dearly for it. Doesn't belong to him. Somebody has a car. Hey, hoo, hoo, hoo. some of them are gotten alone. That's the advantage. Because they know that they will pay back. So those companies have good deals with them. How can you be so, so stupid to think that everyone that works in the bank is there for rich? That's not even wealth. If you don't own a bank, as far as I'm concerned, you are not wealthy yet. Because that's not what the Bible describes as, as wealth. And I'm serious. When the Bible gave us the picture of wealth, you know it's our year of prosperity, so I need to tell you a lot about wealth this year. Because you must make up your mind you will fly this year. 
you will fly glory to god my greatness is sure when the bible describes to us what it means to be wealthy when the bible describes it none of those descriptions match with what is in the scriptures when the bible talks about abraham abraham didn't look like somebody that worked as a cashier somewhere in the bank he was too loaded for that he was too rich he was so rich that kings were afraid of him they gave him gifts he rejected it he said take your gift away so you won't say you are the one who has made me rich that's how big the guy was and that guy was an idol worshiper before he met with god that's abraham and that guy was not born again i'm stared on the inside as i'm talking he was not born again abraham did not have the holy ghost on the inside because it wasn't possible for any one of them to be born again at the time because jesus hadn't died none of them carried the holy ghost on the inside they only had him on him on them by the way his power on them his influence on them not the person of the holy ghost that means that they didn't carry god the father god the son god the holy spirit on their inside and yet they were that loaded christians have reduced themselves to nothing because they can't see beyond their nose how could you i showed you on sunday how god helped abraham to see if he hadn't seen it he wouldn't have moved in his life god had to help him see it you must learn to see if you don't see god cannot help you that's the fact you make up your mind you're going to be different from this your home of average life or poor folks no, don't despise them. Don't despise where you are. The Bible says not to. It says don't despise the day of little beginning. But from there, see. You are going to see. Paint a picture. See it. Hold on to it. Let your mind's eye see where you're going. You say to yourself, I am unstoppable. I am unconquerable. I am undefeatable. I cannot be stopped. I'm unbeatable. The very top is mine. You say that to yourself again and again. You see it and you say it. You don't reduce yourself to what you have there presently. There are some environments, you know. And when you grow up in that place, you may not know that anything else is happening somewhere else. Anything good. It's like somebody who, who says his father's farm is the largest until they took him to another one. And then he gets to the farm and says, Ah! Is this the whole world? They said, No, it's just somebody's farm. Ah! But he used to think his father's farm is the largest. <laughs> you live in a bungalow. And that bungalow, you know that your daddy is the landlord. And so he has a few, cause, um, uh, uh, what do they call them? Tenants. Uh, a few tenants that deals with you, 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 son of our landlord, your daughter of our landlord, so you feel on top of the world. <laughs> In this, your bungalow. <laughs> of course, you have four rooms there. The four rooms share two toilets. You think that's, of course, that's, that's an achievement. <laughs> You see, you're not seeing beyond where you are. You make up your mind. Listen, the word is mine. Hey! Not because I said it. That's what the Bible says. That's what I discovered it from the scriptures. I, dis I found out that I could be anything. I found out. Listen, I was called to be a man of God. So I made up my mind that I'm going to be a man of God with power. I'm not just going to be a talker. I made up my mind. There are many talkers already. I made up my mind that I'm not just going to... Listen, the Bible says Jesus was... The Bible says he was mighty in words. 
and in deeds jesus the bible doesn't say he was mighty in words and stopped uh -uh. the bible says he was mighty in words and in deeds i don't just want to be mighty. i want to be mighty in deeds do you understand that's how to balance it no i'm just using my own calling because someone else I have to know you're calling maybe you're not called to be a man of god but you're called to do something you make up your mind you're going to be great in that you see that greatness you march towards it do you know there are some that are called into business and they are limiting themselves there are some that you know, the bible talks about those that are called into business some are called into business just to support the gospel so they are supposed to have plenty of money so they can push the gospel forward but when they start seeing themselves small limiting themselves you will not be able to do much for god now what we just read in second corinthians go back there chapter 5 the 17th verse he says therefore if any man be in christ is a new creature all things are passed away look see all things have become new he says seeds why because the reason is simple because when you gave your heart to christ nothing changed physically you didn't become fairer you never became taller so you, know, you just give it are you ready to give us i say yes okay say this words after me um lord jesus lord jesus i accept you as my lord and Savior. i accept you as my lord and you said all those words and then wow and the fellow says, Congratulations, you're born again. And then you open your eyes and you say, All right, thank you. You go to the mirror to check yourself. Say, Ah, nothing changed. Nothing will change. Physically, is the birthing of your spirit. Is your spirit that was born again, born of God. But then, but then, because you are in the physical world your eyes are physical your eyes can only see and appreciate physical things so as far as your eyes are concerned they everything still look the same your body is going to feel the same way your body is still going to feel like partying if that's what you used to do if you used to party big time now you're born again your body will still feel like going there if you used to drink a lot your body will still feel like drinking if you used to keep some company, you know, some bad friends, your body will still feel like it. Why? Because of your soul. According to the Bible, the only one that's born again is your spirit. The real you. The one inside that is carrying your body. Now, your body was never born again. Couldn't be born again. Then your soul cannot be born again. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in the body. Your soul is the tool of your spirit. Your spirit uses your soul to function. And that soul is the seat of your will, emotions, and intellect. Your mind. Your emotions. Your intellect. A will, emotions, and mind. Better way to put it. So your mind is in your soul. Now, your mind was not born again. Your mind will still think the wrong thoughts. We still think about the wrong things. Your mind will still tell you things where to go your mind because that one was not born again so as far as you see nothing has changed you still look hold you you still want to visit the same set of people but then god said hey you must see that now you are born again and you must begin to see that all things are passed away all things have become new if you want to enjoy this new life in christ you must see it that's the reason for the seed there. If before you were born again, you already know that you had no future, brother, he says, see, old things are passed away. All things have become new. It's a time of sin. Because God cannot deliver big things into your hand until you see them first. And so I've made up my mind. I've learned to use my mind's eyes. Especially when I'm praying. I shut these eyes and I open that one. You see some people that when you're praying they don't they don't close their eyes i don't know what they want to see that's why they can't see things they'll just be looking at seeing everyone looking at everything see how that one is jumping see how that one is. he's supposed to be praying 
So you can't see anything else than the physical things. That's the time you're supposed to shut your eyes and open your mind's eyes. What does that mean? Your imaginative power, you begin to put it to work. Where you want to be, to see it. Hold on to that picture and begin to see it from then on. And use it to pray. Use it to talk. Use it to confess. There is power in your mind. Those things that you see will gravitate themselves towards you. Somehow, somehow, God will raise men, raise things, put things in place that will shift you to what you're seeing. You will find yourself there. You wake up one day and say, wow, and finally there, glory to God. Thank God I stuck with it. God cannot lie. You know, one time, um, Joshua, Joshua, the one that came after Moses, Joshua was to lead the children of Israel into a particular land. You know, Joshua was to lead them into the promised land. So there was one particular uh, city that was to be taken. But then Joshua sent some people, some spy. He says, go and spy. Go and check what that place looks like. And those ones came back and they gave a, a, a not so good report. They said, number one, the walls, the name of the place is Jericho, that city. So Joshua, those people came back and said, number one, the walls are thick. They fence everything around. And the gates are locked such that nobody can come in and nobody can go out so if you are ever going to enter there how would we and listen when we're talking about uh, walls of a city they are not like the walls you see today that you put iron in those days their walls are so thick some of them are thicker than the length of this room because the bible reveals that on the walls they built houses on the walls this particular jericho the wall of jericho so when we're they are singing that the wall of jericho fair dance what is it you can easily use a caterpillar to go so you think what's the big deal about it i mean uh-uh no 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 those walls were thick they had houses on them the spies that went there the 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 harlots that housed them a house was built on the wall it was that thick and so how could we get in physically no way because how do we went but then god showed up and spoke to him you know what god said see god said see i have given Jericho to you. God said, see. He was telling Joshua, their leader. He said, see. I have given Jericho. He said, see. God had to say, see it. Probably he was beginning to think, how do we ever, you know, the rest of them, they were already panicking. God came in and said, see. From the book of Joshua, because the way some of you are looking at me now, is in the book. Thirteenth chapter. I am a bundle of success. <laughs> See, I'm a bundle of success. I'm a bundle of success. I'm a, I'm a bundle of success. Woo! The whole world is mine. <laughs> I'm saying it from, from knowledge. Oh. <sighs> All right, Joshua, book, book of Joshua. Sixth chapter, chapter six, and I'm reading from the first verse. It says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Did you see that? They shut it up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, 
Why would God say see? We, we read on Sunday how God was telling Abraham see. Now, God is saying see to Joshua again. God said see, I have given into thine hand Jericho. I have given. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, the Bible says God is the God that caused those things which be not as though they were. When God shows up and says, rich guy, although you're poor, the moment he said, rich guy, you become. That's the way God, that's God. He calls those things that be not as though they were. And when he says something, that thing becomes if it were not. God shows up to Gideon and said, mighty man of valor, a weakling. Gideon was a weakling. He was always afraid. He had never fought any war. Yet God said, mighty man of valor. He said, who? He said, my family is the least of all families in Israel. And yet you call me mighty man of valor? <laughs> and God said, listen, as a man, you will defeat the Midianites as one man. Do you know that that Gideon acted in unbelief? But God still used him. God said as one man, he couldn't have done it, one man. As one man, I would defeat the Midianites. Is that possible? As one man. So he went to gather people, thousands of them. And God saw his unbelief. God had to work with him that way. God said, you know what? For these people you've gathered, they are too much. We need to reduce them. And then God helped him reduce them to 300. But what was God's initial plan? As one man. He would have been the only one to defeat them. When I was saying on Sunday that, hey, even if nobody walked with me, as one man, I could take the whole world. Because it's possible. It's in the scriptures. God said, as one man, leave the strategies to him. Leave it to him how it will happen. If he could use lepers to bring abundance of food into Israel, lepers, lepers were not to be seen in those days. They were not to be among the people. And then God used them. God said to Gideon, as one man. The guy didn't see it. He couldn't see it. So he acted the non-belief. He went to gather people. God said, all right, let me work based on your level. 300, let's reduce them to 300. It would have been in the history of the Bible today that one man, just one man, defeated the Midianites. He interrupted the plan of God. So God had to tell Joshua for him to see it. God said, see, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Specific. Jericho, I've given to you. The king, yours. The mighty men of valor, I've given to you. And Joshua saw it with his mind's eyes. And it was strengthened. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Go to the 8th chapter. Same book. 8th chapter. Are you there? Verse 1. 8th chapter. Everybody read it. Want to go. Did you notice, thank you, did you notice that God wanted to give high unto them, and God used the same word, he says, see, see, I have given into thy hand the king of high and his people and his city and his land. Ah, you must see, you. you must see. If you want to go up, you must see it. What do you use your time to do? Some people sit down and meditate on nonsense. Think about a young man, a young lady. You are the one that has the opportunity to take the future. The time will come that you will be in the future. Any other future you talk about will be thereafter. That's why the Bible praises a young man. The Bible thinks that a young man, that's what God says, a young man is advantage. He has the advantage over the old ones. Because at your young age is when you get to plan. It's when you get to determine what your future will be like. 
Some people are holding God responsible. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your completely. I said it on Sunday. Don't be deceived. Whatever will be, will be. Nothing good will be that way. Because of the way the word, the word system has been programmed. The Bible clearly shows that Satan is the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world. And if such a thing, because I don't want to call him the person, that's too important for him. If such a thing is the God of this world, that means the world is in a mess. It's the God of this world. And so, you must consciously, as a child of God, you make things work in your life. You take responsibility. Putting it on God is a waste of time. You're just wasting complete waste of time. You say, ah, God is in charge. I know he's in charge. He's in charge. Ah, uh-uh. didn't you read it? God told uh, Moses. You remember Moses told them, say, stand still today. The Lord will fight your battle. Old Testament! We don't stand still anymore. We move! You better don't be deceived. I love it when I think about it. That my future is in front of me. Listen, it's one of my inspiration for prayer. When I'm praying about my path. I pray so much with intensity. Because my eyes are, are focused on where I'm going. With so much intensity. So much intensity that paralyzes the devil. I am unstoppable. Boy. Say the whole world is mine. Watch out what I'm coming. I'm coming. I've seen several others there. So I say, oh, just hold on. I'm, I'm on my way. It won't take me long. Relax. Why? I have something in front of me. I'm seeing with my mind's eyes. I've seen it. I cannot. Listen, this happens in the place of meditation. What do you meditate on? Sit down thinking about one guy, one celebrity. You are meditating on another person, someone else. That is somewhere at least. You are meditating. And you're thinking, oh, my room mother. I wish I could just be like him. <laughs> Thank God it's just a wish. They have said that if wishes were horses, beggars were right. <laughs> you will only wish and wish and wish. Your life is in front of you. You can turn what you want out of it. My responsibility as your pastor is to help you to the top. And that's what I'm doing. I'm giving you the word of God. I'm also using the anointing to push you. That's the reason for all the ministration I do. After teaching, I minister and all those things. We have programs and these programs we get to deal with things in your life. It's to help you because that's what I was called for. I was called to help young people become great. And so, my responsibility is to help you. But you have your role to play. And I love to show you your role. But you will ignore it. For you to be here alone, you're blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Yeah. Yeah. To be an SKC member alone, you're blessed for life. That's what I often tell you. If you're a member of this church, you are already among the greats. Why? Because when God called me, he told me I was to raise great people. So if you're not going to be great, you're not meant to be here. You're not meant to. But if you want to be great, let's even assume you don't want to be. And you are here. You just find yourself. Not in this place. I will push you. I was Listen, I was born to do this. <laughs> this is not a fellowship. This is a church. And I'm an apostle. There's a difference. Of course, I'm your pastor. I'm not Pastor Victor Peters. I'm an apostle. There's a difference. It's a calling. I'm saying that to help your mind so that you take advantage of the anointing. And I'm not a student uh, president, uh, fellowship president. 
I was. But that's not my rank now. Glory to God. So it will help you. It will help you. You have your role. You have your role. Glory to God. See, I understand it. See, I'm motivated. I'm inspired for greatness. In the name of Jesus, nothing can stop me. I cannot be stopped. Say it, say it, say it. Say in the name of Jesus, I cannot be stopped. My greatness cannot be stopped. I was born for the top. My place is at the top. In the name of Jesus. And I go to the very top. I'm not stopping until I've gotten to the top. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Woo! Can I round off with this? Say it's a short one. Yes. Because I want us to pray. Hmm. Hmm. Should I take this now? Oh, I should postpone it. Ephesians, we read it. Let me show you again. Chapter number one. Okay, so let's read from the 16th verse. Yes, read it. Verse 16. Everybody want to go. Now, hold on. When you talk about spirit of wisdom, I will talk about revelation. What is he talking about? Seeing, right? That you may see. Continue. You just read English. But did you catch what you just read? This could make you, as you are just reading it, you are not sitting on your seat. You're, oh, oops! Apostle say, what's the matter? I say, ah! I just saw something. <laughs> I mean, you are reading it, you are shaking. To get the words out of your mouth, you, you, you are trying to hold yourself. Because what you just read is very powerful. And I want to show it to you now. May your eyes be open to see it. Ah. Hmm. First of all, this man of God, by the name Paul, was praying for these people. He knew that they needed this kind of prayer to help them. Because you see, the things we do, we do by revelation. In the kingdom of God. If you see somebody who has undying and undying passion for the things of God, there's a revelation that he has caught as per that. That's why he's doing what he's doing. If you see someone who can give anything, is a giver in the house, there's a revelation he has caught about, about giving. If you see someone who talks boldly, he says the whole world is mine, there's a revelation he has caught about that, about owning the whole world. About who he is and what he has. If you see someone say, Where are the demons? Let them come out. I'm going to deal with them. There's a revelation he has caught about this his power and his position in Christ. Now I want to show you this. May you catch the revelation. So everything is by revelation. So he's praying for them to have the revelation. All right. Who? Verse 16, I want to read from the Amplified. You better listen hard. 
I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. In brackets, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Boy, if I didn't have an amplified Bible for this one, I'll get one. Just for this verse alone. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. So that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And our rich is his glorious inheritance in saints. is set apart ones. That's me. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for you who believe. He says, God's power in you is immeasurable. It cannot be measured. He says, in you and for you. Oh God. How could you with this one be afraid again in your life? In the night time? How could you ever say something is pressing you while you are sleeping? How could you? It's because you don't have this knowledge. This revelation is not granted you. How could you in your life say there's a funny noise so you are afraid? Ah, what's that? In the window. Let's begin to pray with blood of Jesus. Blood of Je How could you? Hmm. Now you're making me regret coming here. Because the way some of you are just looking, you're just wondering, I'm just wondering, are you catching it at all? It says, verse 19, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. He's trying to let you know how great that power that you have on the inside is. He says this is the same power that was exerted when Jesus was raised back. And the Bible shows that the day Jesus was raised back, God demonstrated his highest power. All of God's power was back of it. Because all of hell tried to stop him from coming out. All of demons of hell. They know what it means. If he should come out, we are defeated forever. They knew it. If Jesus should come out of the grave, that means a child that is five years old that knows who he is can cast us out. That's what it means. They know exactly what this means. So they try to stop it from happening. They said it's not coming out. Demons, that's why the Bible painted the picture that all of demons of hell tried to stop him. They grappled with him. They said you are not coming out. They said bow. They tried to make Jesus bow. In hell. But the Bible says he threw them off of himself. God had to demonstrate his great power. And Jesus came out. And when Jesus came out of the grave, boy, a new set of people were raised. They are called the new creatures. Demons chasers. The highest demon or the tiniest, all of them were defeated the day Jesus came out of hell. We are masters. We are joint. Are you still here? Okay. L let me just round this off. Mm. Mm. Verse 20. Which he exalted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. He seated Jesus. God not only raised Jesus from the dead. He seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far, I love to dra drag that far. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and in the world which are to come. 
and he has put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church yeah, glory to God Woo! Hey. Hmm. somebody say well that's Jesus thank God for Jesus thank God for Jesus uh-huh really let's read on let's read on he says Jesus is the universal and supreme head of the church a headship exercise throughout the church which is his body the church is Jesus's body the fullness of him who feels all in all listen he says Jesus is the head the church is his body and he says he has put all these principalities and powers under his feet it, it, Mind you, he doesn't say under his head. Under his feet. Where is the body? The body. Where are you? In the body. Where is the feet? Down there. That means, that means, a Christian that happens to be the toe down there is still on top of Satan. Under his feet. Don't you understand? We are completely above him. We are not see. It's an insult. We are not trying to drag with the devil who is more powerful. We are God and the devil, they are not trying to fight who is more powerful. Say, you know, it's power, uh, darkness against light. Shut up, shut up, shut up. That's not the point. You will know who we win today. And then you have, have you watched those home videos? And they just so insulting. Say, power versus power. God is now struggling. God is struggling to beat Satan. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, God now finally wins. Shut up! The Bible says he is defeated. Then in the second chapter, the King James, now read it. Verse 1. In the second chapter, read it. 1 into... Second chapter, same book, yes? And what? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. In time past, I don't want to talk about all those now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. When we were dead in sins, have made us alive together with Christ. By grace he has saved and has raised us up. Oh, 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 wait. You mean when Jesus was raised from the dead, that time God demonstrated his highest power and raised Jesus. You mean we were raised together? Oh, now I see it. We were raised together. Then the next thing he says, after he raised us, Jesus did not go and leave us here and say, we've been raised together. What are you? Go and stay somewhere. Stay on earth. I'm going. No! The Bible says we are seated together. So while Jesus was seated at the right hand of God, we are, we are seated. Where is Jesus now? At the right hand of God. In position. He is seated. Right hand is the place of power, brother. And the Bible says, I am seated together. Far above. I would never be defeated in my life. I will never be defeated. Never! That's why when we are praying, we're praying against demons. We don't pray like, uh, Lord, have mercy, do something about them. No! Authority. You gotta go in the name of Jesus. I separate myself from you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because of my authority. You pray with authority. You take charge of your life now. Because you are seated far above. All principalities and powers. Except if you, you think Jesus has lied. But I believe his word. See, I'm a victor. I'm a victor. <sighs> Just give him praise for what he has done for you. Give God praise now. Just thank him. For what he has done for you. What he has wrought in your life. Give him praise. What he has done for you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Give him praise now. Let's begin with praise. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Lift your hands and thank him freely. Thank him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise now.
This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.